I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio here via podcast. We are having a great time and we've got David Pollock, one of our other favorite guys. He is named one of the 20 to know by the global cosmetics industry. He's got tons of experience in creating amazing products that are natural and do not have horrible chemicals. So today, David's going to join us. And Andrea, jump in because I know that this is something you're so passionate about before we bring David in. I am. And I'm super excited to have David on the show today. David, welcome back. We have not spoken in so long. and We are so excited to talk about personal care products, the dangers in them, what do we need to look for and what we should be using instead. Well, thank you for having me back. Uh, it's good to hear both of your voices, and it's good to be back. But I've got a question. What do you mean one of the other favorite guys? Shouldn't I be the favorite? <laughs> well, we just had Cornell Thomas on. If you missed our other podcast, okay. please no, go to iTunes and get it. He's no, a motivational right. speaker. and a. But no, no, seriously, if someone said, who are your two favorite guests ever? I would say Cornell Thomas and David Pollack. So now everybody else who's coming on the show is going to be mad at me, but that's okay because I love you guys. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> at least I'm in the All top. right, so, so yes, let's talk it. about these top 10 toxins hidden in your beauty products. This is a time, folks, to just write it down or come back and re-listen to the podcast again because these are so uh, evasive. Is that, that's not evasive. That means they're hiding Ubiquitous. from you. Ubiquitous. Uh, prevalent. Ubiquitous, yes, I'm not going to try to pronounce that. Oh, but David, I have to say this. Hydroquinone. David and I used to show do a show called Beauty Inside Out, and every single time I would say hydroquinone incorrectly, and I haven't even been practicing, and somehow it's in this funny brain of mine. Awesome. And, and actually, it's not in the top 10, but that is definitely an ingredient to avoid, so I'm glad you remember it. But you, but you were asking about some of the, the toxic ingredients that are in the products that you use every day. And a lot of people don't look at the labels. I mean, I know you all talk about reading food labels and knowing what goes into our bodies, but what goes onto our bodies, it can actually be absorbed. Up to 60% of these chemicals can be absorbed by our bodies and have huge effects on us. And so you just got to start taking, taking a look. We call it flip it. Take your favorite products, flip it over, and look for the ingredient statements and start finding products that avoid some of the ones we're going to talk about today. And one of the ones you look for is not actually at the top of that list, but near the bottom. So start at the bottom of the list and you find the word parabens. And I don't care how they disguise it, methylparaben, ethylparaben, propylparaben, or any other <laughs> Greek words I use or whatever it sounds, gobbledygook. Paraben in if, it. Yep. if it has parabens, you want to avoid it. A lot of people argue it's a food-grade ingredient. Sure it is. However, it's not one I would use. It is definitely one to avoid. And actually, a lot of companies are calling out and saying paraben-free on their product. So look for products that claim to be paraben-free. If your favorite brand does not say that, then flip it over. Read the end of the ingredient statement is typically where you find it. Because parabens have been known to mess up the body's chemistry, uh, upset your hormonal imbalance, and, and it actually has been even shown to accelerate the growth of tumors. You know, David, you said you mentioned all the different types of parabens. Is that what people would look for on a label, on an ingredient label? It'll have the word paraben in it if that's what they need to avoid? That's correct, because there are many different types of parabens, but if it has the word paraben, avoid it, because there is the different ones I've mentioned, and you don't have to write them all down. Just be simple and look for the word paraben. Okay. That's good to know. And then All right, what is another one? <laughs> uh, you know, here's another interesting one. And matter of fact, somebody even asked me this today. Pegs and glycols. And I'll come back to peg in a minute because uh -huh. it relates. But the word P -E -G, glycol. Right. 
right? That's I'm, I'm to make sorry, sure PEG. Yeah. And PEG is an abbreviation for glycol. It actually stands for polyethylene glycol, and the companies are allowed to abbreviate it, so we call them PEG or PEGs. And so anytime it has a PEG and a number, you'll see PEG 88, PEG right. whatever number. Okay, avoid them. PEGs are glycols, okay. and avoid anything with glycol, polyethylene glycol, butylene glycol, propylene glycol. Propylene glycol is the most common, and the reason you want to avoid these ingredients is they're solvents. And actually, when they're produced, they're ethoxylated materials. And I know these are a lot of words you may be familiar with, maybe you're not. But when they ethoxylate, when it goes through the chemical process of creating these chemicals, they put off an ingredient that's not even listed called 1,4-dioxane. And 1,4-dioxane is a residue, and it causes cancer. So you want to avoid it. Now, you're going to find propylene glycol in everything. It's used in so many things. And there are natural alternatives out there now that are direct replacements. So companies, some are getting smart and making the change, but a lot are not because they're so inexpensive propylene glycol is to use. And why bother making a change unless the consumer demands it? So avoid those products. But look on your toothpaste even. A lot of people don't realize toothpaste is considered a personal care product or a beauty product because you're not ingesting it. Now, I know when I brush my teeth, I always swallow a little bit, but toothpaste <laughs> is ingested. It is, but it's considered cosmetic by the FDA or an over-the-counter drug if it has uh, fluoride in it. But bottom line, look at your toothpaste. I had someone ask me today about one of the natural brands, and um, in their toothpaste they had listed propylene glycol. Oh, toothpaste and also antiperspirants, but you'll find it in shampoos. You'll find it in so many things. So avoid it with anything with peg and glycols. You know, David, we've talked about this before, especially when we did Beauty Inside Out, that oftentimes uh, women will think this just applies to them or men will be like, oh, I don't need to hear that show because what do I use? But David, walk us through your routine because I think it's so eye-opening to see what men are That's using, great right? You, you know, you're exactly right because a lot of guys, I mean, let's face it, you know, I, I give presentations on this. I, I, I actually talk to a lot of people about all the toxins to avoid and, and I've done other interviews where I'll have a male host and I'll say, David, talk to the women. I don't use beauty products and I have a lot of fun with that because to me, I don't like the way it's worded, <laughs> but, but you don't really use any beauty products. And so any male listener right now, any guy who says, nope, I don't use any. Okay. I'll talk about me. Cause when I got up this morning, the first thing I did is I shaved and I applied a shave cream and there's my beauty product. Number one. So when I got done shaving, I jumped in the shower. I used a, I used a liquid soap. I don't use bars of soap because of pH, but that's a whole other conversation. And so I used a liquid soap. I used a shampoo. I used a hair conditioner. I jumped out. I dried off. I know, TMI, but I'll keep going. I used a <laughs> perspirant, okay? I, I then used a hair gel. I used a hairspray. I brushed my teeth. I put on a cologne. How many products have I listed so far for a guy that doesn't use beauty products? And so yeah. you ladies go Many. even further, and you'll put on body lotion, you'll put on whatever uh, makeup or whatever else you want Perfume. to put on. Perfume. Okay, so you're putting on so many different things. And so my point is, you don't, you, you know, some people will say, does it really matter if it contains this ingredient or what's the percentage? But you're layering it. You're putting on 13, 14, 16 different items this morning alone, later in the day. Tonight you put on night cream and you use a makeup remover. I mean, think of all the products that you use throughout the day and all the toxic chemicals you're putting into your system. 
Well, that's it. And being, you use it over and over again, and then everyone has their, I guess, their barometer of how, you know, eventually they'll be like, okay, this is toxic overload, right? So, and I think exactly. that's the key. You know, people will say, you know, oh, well, you know, you live in a world where you, know, you can't be worried about every little thing that, you know, put on your body or that you breathe in. And at the end of the day, I always say, well, you know what, you could be because you should be because at the end of the day, you can control what you're putting on your body. You can decide to buy that product without the parabens or without the pegs. You know, these are the things that, this is how we make better decisions and how we avoid that toxic overload. You know, many years ago, I don't think there was as many options. And, and when it comes to skincare, and especially as we get older, and myself being one of these people who worry about the wrinkles and want to make sure I look as young as possible, because I still feel on the inside like I'm 20. On the outside, I may not look right. it. Okay. But years ago, there weren't that many effective anti-wrinkle products out on the market. And today there are. So there are alternatives out there. You don't have to compromise what the goal is of trying to look younger, trying to be healthy, but because you, you can go out there and find products that are natural, that have the science, that have clinically proven results, but don't have all these dangerous chemicals. So you're right. It is a choice. But let me keep going because I know we're going to run out of time. Laurel and Loreth sulfates. And I said that quickly. Laurel and Loreth sulfates. And that's sodium, ammonium, and many other different types. But you find these often in your shampoos, your body uh, gels, and also you'll find some of these in your toothpaste. Again, you want to avoid them. Anything ending in an ETH is another ethoxylated material like glycol and has 1,4-dioxane. Again, a cancer-causing ingredient. Hmm. So you want to avoid them. And, and I'm going to keep going real quick because you just mentioned something. When I was rambling through all the different products I use, and you said women use perfume, perfume, cologne, they're, they're actually a fragrance. I mean, I'm, I'm sounding silly here, but I want to get more technical about it. Sure. When you look at a product and it says the word fragrance, here's what the FDA says to us as formulators. Anybody who creates a product, the FDA says if you put the word fragrance, it's a catch-all. You don't have to disclose what that fragrance is derived of. So no matter how hard you try to avoid all these ingredients that we're talking about, I can actually put them in the product if I say it's part of the fragrance. So I could use glycols. I could use anything. I could use parabens in my frame, whatever I truly want, and never have to list it. So I can make it look like an all-natural product, make all these wonderful claims how healthy it is, but I'm deceiving you if it says the word fragrance. Huh. So I'm not saying a product can't smell nice, but have them list out what those ingredients are, and if they use the word fragrance, then you want to yeah. avoid it. You well, want it's to proprietary use something... information, just like you know, uh, artificial flavors, right? Companies don't That's have exactly. to tell you what, yeah. Exactly the same thing. And so you want to avoid anybody who's not willing to disclose it. So they can use essential oils. They can use extracts. They can actually list. I don't even care if it's some of the chemicals that make up the fragrance. Just don't hide from me and just use a catch-all. Like you said, they call it a trade secret. So some fragrances may have 20, 30, 40, even more uh, different chemicals in it. So mm -hmm. why would I, let, I, I, as I'm trying to be healthy, why would I allow them to put that back in? So, I have a uh, question. A, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, no. what about phenoxyethanol? Because I like to use natural brands, and I go to Sephora, and Sephora has their own line, which is paraben-free, and I like to use Tarte. And, you know, I know that Tarte is paraben-free, but then a lot of their products contain phenoxyethanol. What's the story with that? <laughs> it is paraben-free, and it is a preservative, but it's very aggressive. It's another one I avoid. I, and anything oh, okay. I formulate, I avoid it. It is allowed in some countries. It's allowed here in the U.S., um, but it's not, it's not an ingredient I would use. It's another okay. one that I put into a category of toxic chemicals. Really? I would so it what is it linked possible. to, phenoxyethanol? That's a, that's a good question. That one I'd have to look back up because okay. it's a particular one I've avoided. I can tell you there's a list of about 
14, well, even up to about 1,600 different ingredients that we avoid. (laughs) We follow the EU cosmetic directive and go beyond. Phenoxyethanol is definitely one because it is so aggressive. However, the the danger is with preservatives, you do have to find things that are going to counteract the different growth in products. You do need to have a preservative. I will warn you, products that claim preservative-free, take another quick look because I'll give you a good example. If I took tap water out of the sink right now or a bottle of water that you bought, okay, put it out on my desk. Let it sit there for several months. Would you drink it? No. <laughs> Why? Because it's been out there for so long. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have bacteria or mold growing in it, of course. Because it has to have preservative to protect it, okay? Same with your cosmetic products. When we make it, often products have 70, even 80% water in it. And the water may be purified, but you just told me you wouldn't drink it. And you're right in making that statement. But if it's in these products and it's not preserved, what do you think will happen? It will grow mold or bacteria down the road. So they have to have preservatives. So they're either you have a product that has a low shelf life, matter of weeks, and it must be stored in the fridge, or somebody's being deceiving. So you've got to have a way to protect it. So look for products that list their preservative. I'd avoid the parabens. I'd avoid the phenoxyethanol. Um, There are others out there. There are arguments about all of them. So you've got to kind of pick the best one. But you mentioned something. We were talking about synthetic fragrance, and you mentioned flavors. Another one would be synthetic dyes. Um, again, products can have nice coloring, but why use the ones with all the synthetic dyes in it time and time again? There's been all kinds of problems linked to it, but why not use natural? Uh, you can use a lycopene or a beet that have red color if you want a pink or red color to a product. So look for companies that are staying away from all these synthetic dyes and are using more natural alternatives. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't like synthetic dyes in anything, so forget it. <laughs> not in my Good food, not in my Good. beauty products. All right, let's see if I can pronounce this. Uh, triclosan. I, that seems like I said it correctly. Actually, no, I want to applaud. Good for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tri- triclosan was actually used in toothpaste by a couple of major companies, and you can still see it out there. The FDA just recently did a ruling. First of all, it is on my list of toxic ingredients to avoid. Um it, it just it's it's an ingredient that it's actually a hormone disruptor. Um, and while it's great to kill bacteria, there's all kinds of other harmful effects from it. The cool part is the FDA just had them remove it from any of yep. the hand soaps. And mm-hmm. so this is a new ruling, and this is great because there's not enough science to say the good outweighs the bad. Um, it, a bar of soap is going to get rid of the bacteria just as well as the products containing triclosan. Now, let's be very clear. Products with triclosan is what we're, we're getting rid of. So any product that you have in your in your bathroom right now that have triclosan, throw it away. The FDA mm-hmm. is no longer allowing us to sell it in the industry. However, you wash your hands with a bar of soap, just as effective. The hand sanitizers are in a completely different category. Hand sanitizers use alcohol as as to kill off the bacteria, just like you would to sterilize in a hospital or doctor's office. Remember, they use the cotton swab with alcohol and rub it on before they give you an injection. Yeah. Same, yes. so, same sort of thing. So this is what has been gelled in the hand sanitizers. So the hand sanitizers that have an alcohol base to it versus a triclosan are still allowed and are still effective. So it's up to you if you want to continue using those. Some people use them more than others. Um, probably a great item if you're out in crowds a lot or before you eat. But uh, hand sanitizers are not the same as antibacterial soaps. You know, what's interesting, interesting, David, is I was flying not too long ago and I was on the airplane and, you know, I I read every ingredient of every single product. 
Although not all the time, and actually it's funny because even foods that you think are good or even products that you think are okay, and you probably know this too, David, companies are always reformulating. So very important to always read those ingredients. But, you know, to my point is I was on an airplane and I went to go, I went to the bathroom and I went to go use the soap and the soap in the airplane had triclosan. <laughs> I couldn't get over it. I was like, whoa. Wow. I mean, I always travel with my own soap. I know. <laughs> I'm like a little confused. Why am I not surprised? Oh, I like it. No, but after I this I interview, it makes sense. <laughs> I have the Dr. Bronner is a little guy. Like, it's, he's like a little travel guy. It's, it's awesome. But I travel with it. But it, the airplane soaps do, the airplanes do have uh, triclosan in their soap. Lisa, I know you, you wanted to say something. Oh, yeah. I just want to jump in and say we're talking about beauty and a company that we absolutely love who's our sponsor this month is Neocell and they use all great ingredients and they build up your collagen, which honestly, I've seen a change in my skin. It's great for your joints and your hair and your nails. They have mint chocolate, very low sugar. They've got acai berry and they have supplements. So check them out at Neocell.com. We're so grateful to have them as a sponsor because here on Naturally Savvy, we only have uh, sponsors that we believe in and products that we actually use. So it's Yes, That's good. very, very true. And David, you have a product as well. That you, so talk a little bit about Pure Attitude. I mean, here we are talking about products that are good for us. Talk about your, you have a skincare line. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's a whole other story. I've actually am no longer. I moved on, and uh, and now I'm just uh, out there trying to get the word out about avoiding toxic chemicals to everybody. Oh, it is a okay. line I did work on a while back. So, But I appreciate the thought. <laughs> no problem. All right. Well, that's okay. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, I think and the education is the key anyways, right? So as long as we have that education and we know what products we need to avoid, I mean, I think that's the key. So I have another question. Is. Micah, is that safe or not so safe? You know, it's a good question because there's a mixed, there's a mixed uh, feeling on that. I don't have a problem with it when you're talking about it for makeup because with makeup, you've got to have something tied to it so people can see it. So mm-hmm. you, where I think a lot of people got caught up in it is when it's a powder and used in some of the powders like a baby powder type product or any of the padding on powder because you don't want to breathe it in. But okay. I think in makeup, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, because, yeah, because you see it in a lot of the brands too. They, they, I guess a lot of yep. the... Um, yeah. Now, you brought up an interesting point, though. Similar. When you were flying, you, you brought up that, that com- companies reformulate all the time, which they do. But something a lot of people don't realize is a lot of companies have different formulas for different countries. Mm. And I find this interesting yeah. because a lot of companies, when we started going out there and talking about toxic chemicals and how to remove them, a lot of companies got out there and said, oh, it's going to take years to reformulate. It's complicated. It may not be possible. However, some of these main national brands have other natural formulas that are cleaner in other countries already. And that, to me, is a sin because they've already made that change. They just don't bring them all here to the U.S. Same with food? Same with food. I mean, they reformulate artificial colors in in Europe. They don't have them or they they even label, you know, it's it's the same with food that it is is in North America versus, same with GMOs. I mean, in certain countries, they label them, 64 countries around the world, they label them, but not in North America, right? So, I mean, I think you bring up a good point that it's important to always read the product labels, but also if you're in a different country, it may be something a little bit different than where you live, right? Well, you, you hit on something, because in Europe, they're definitely a lot stricter. And over there, they have the EU Cosmetic Directive, where there's now about 1,600 chemicals that are regulated or banned. But in the, in the U.S., the FDA has only banned 11 ingredients. Oh. Think about that. That is ridiculous. <laughs> That's, it's crazy. And so we have to take upon ourselves. We need to take responsibility. So it's easy to blame these big companies. They're doing it to save money. They're doing it to make their life simple. We need to be responsible, flip it over, and avoid these ingredients that we've been listing so far. 
Now, the hey, last there... one is a polyethylene bead. Sorry about that, Andrea. I just want to make sure we get that in, right? The plastic yeah, polyethylene beads. Polyethylene beads is an interesting one. The U.S. has finally banned it. And that's that's important to know. Oh, but what happened is a lot of brands were using them all over. And every day, I mean, every day, think about it. You use a facial exfoliator. Polyethylene beads are plastic. They're rinsing down into the drain. They're getting into our water treatment systems. They're clogging the filters at these water treatment plants. They're getting into the lakes and streams. And bottom line, they're plastic. They're never dissolved. So we're destroying our environment by dumping millions of pounds of these exfoliating beads. So finally, our country has just recently banned them. And so the products are, you'll slowly see them disappear. And that's a good thing. But that's definitely something to avoid. Anything polyethylene, it's plastic. Polyethylene. Okay. Well, I mean, David, do you have a list? I know you, like, you had a list. Do you have a list of all these chemicals? I mean, what I'd love to do is create a graphic so people can put it in their wallet and they can, you know, they can basically pull it out if they need to or if there's an app that people can go to, somewhere where we can kind of go, okay, I'm here, I'm shopping, here's the ones I should avoid. Because even for myself, I mean, obviously when it comes to food, I'm that label detective, but when it comes to personal care products, you know, I look to, you know, I look to people like yourself who can really guide us, especially when it comes to makeup. I think that's, you know, to me, the makeup thing is also important because, I mean, I, as much as I'm into natural health and natural living, I do love makeup. I'm a girly girl. <laughs> like I love yeah. to use makeup. I love skincare products. And I do think, you know, especially we want to find makeup that is available everywhere that we can access, especially, you know, for myself going to the Sephora or going somewhere where my local shopping center, mm-hmm. that I think people would want to know is, okay, you know, Work, what, can I, what are those ingredients that I need to avoid? Where can we go? Well, two things. Yeah. is Next If you show. want to download a graphic, we're just updating my website now, and so our listeners will be able to go to it and get – I'll put up an updated list, and it's, that's at justaskdavid.com. So if you have a question about beauty or a question about ingredients, justaskdavid.com. Also, I'll send it to you so you can put it on your website and whatever social media you want. So make sure every listener gets that and can go shopping with it. Perfect. Well, David, we're very excited. For those of you who are listening, we'll have David on with us quite often. I mean, he is literally the personal care product guru, and uh, we're very honored, David, to have you on the show today and to keep everyone healthy. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what Naturally Savvy Radio does. We try to keep people healthy. We educate you on things that you need to stay away from, things that are good for you to take, and David's one of those experts that we turn to, especially when it comes to the beauty industry. So thank you, David. Oh, thank you, ladies. I have a lot of fun, and I thank you both for having me on. And uh, the listeners probably already know, but visiting your website, you'll see two beautiful ladies. And if that's not enough to convince you to eat healthy, I don't know what is. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. You're very sweet. We appreciate it. And we want to thank Neocell, too, for being our awesome sponsor this month. So fitting with all the beauty talk that we've been doing. So definitely check out neocell.com. Collagen is super important. It's a protein that's in our body, an abundance in our body. And we need it, as especially as we age. So I'm Andrea Donsky. I'm along with Lisa Davis, my amazing co-host. This is Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Naturally Savvy and at Lisa Davis Radio Gal. Radio Gal. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can also check out NaturallySavvy.com and It's Your Health with LisaDavis.com. Have a great day and stay well. Till next time.